I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. Hey everyone, welcome to the Screenwriter's Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 2022. This is a bottle episode, uh, so Hilliard and I will be back next week with an amazing guest. The icon, Ben Watkins himself, is going to be dropping now. He's telling an amazing story about how he made it in the biz. Uh, episode you got to hear, so you got to come back. Uh, before you do that, see if you can go to our Patreon at screenwritersrr.com to support the show. Uh, there'll be a link on that page that says support the show. You can, and then that's how you can, you know, get us two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty-five dollars a month. You know, just like whatever you feel is comfortable uh, to do that. Once again, it's screenwritersrr.com. Uh, in this episode, I'm curious about what we're going to talk about because we never talked about the Oscars this year. And I think it's a very interesting thing because is there even going to be an Oscars in five years? I think the pandemic has such decimated the film industry that the Oscars are like will be a casualty of what's going on. And, I'm, and honestly, I. I, I'm not even sure if people care about it anymore. I mean, it's a way for people to, you know, like boost their their um, their quotes as, as as artists. But considering how the film industry has changed, where it's all going to be streamers going forward, and there's not going to be an ability for for movies to make the ginormous amount of money that they used to be able to make, uh, except for maybe like a few. You know, just like some of these old franchises that are they're already in place anyway, that don't pay top dollar for people, um, except when they're on like like movie three and four and things like that. You know, but did we see movies this year that we that stayed with us? Did uh, you know? It's just I I wonder if there's a glut of films that are just sitting around waiting to come out that have been made in the last three to five years. Uh, I guess the last two, three years, um, and they're just waiting to come out when there's an opportunity for the box office to come back and that they'll get seen in the way that everyone thinks that movies should be seen. You know, and I'm the biggest proponent of that, like seeing movies in the theater. But I don't know if that's going to um, be part of the culture anymore. I don't know if that is something that we'll just look at as an anomaly of the latter half of the 20th century that going to the movies uh, is something that we that, that 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 we society do. It might just be kind of pushed to like uh, going to the opera, uh, except for like if it's a Marvel movie or DC Comics movie or some video game movie. I guarantee you that after this weekend's um, huge box office Uncharted, Tom Holland, 
that every video game that they've tried to write a movie before and failed or ones that have been written before and came out and failed are all going to get revived. That's the first thing that everyone is doing. And that's what people will be trying to buy. And that's the next piece of, uh, that's the next, you know, IP sweepstakes is who's going to make the next video game into a movie and see who they can get in it and have it be some piece of, um, you know, uh, corporatized entertainment that doesn't really do anything but just show us what the video game did before. And honestly, you know, I have a scene Uncharted. I do want to see it, but it's just a video game, right? It's a video game that now has been compressed into a two-hour story with maybe like 10, 20 minutes of actual, like, human emotions in the front. Uh, the rest of it is all CGI. Um, and so, therefore, it's just a video game. It's not... Uh, Something that is a work of art that is trying to move you emotionally. And that is the state of cinema going forward. Uh, all the excitement that we used to get from these movies uh, disappeared. Uh, at least what's coming out of Hollywood. I think that when you uh, look at what's coming out overseas, which we rarely see anymore because the cost to... Uh, to advertise a film is too prohibitively expensive in the United States for the, the to the vast majority of films that would be international films. Just just anywhere else in the world that's not an English speaking country, um, or just you know those movies have not stopped being made. They just stop coming to the states because it's too hard to 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 break the market to put them out here you know obviously if you're somebody exciting you might get an amazon deal like afghani i mean like ashkar farati did with his latest movie a hero um but and we might see that with bong jung ho's next film i guess he's going to be like getting like a, like a one of the best movies uh, I don't know if he's going to bode well, though, doing a film for Warner Brothers. There's just too many stories about great foreign f uh, directors come to Hollywood and get their asses handed to them. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I don't have high hopes for Bong Joon-ho's uh, Hollywood film. I mean, you could ask John Woo what it's like to be a superstar in your home country and then come up to Hollywood and see what happens to you. Um, but, so that's something that I think we have to, to look at is that, you know, what is the cultural relevance of cinema now that the movies that people could kind of go after, these prestige films, these quote-unquote award season films, those don't have any value at all anymore because there's not really going to be any award show to uh, get people excited about. Uh, it's, it's, it's two years in a row uh, that there's been no award shows. And more importantly, there's been no films that have come out that have been uh, trying to garner people's attention to be exciting and thrilling and like have a strong point of view from the filmmaker. Um, I think that is just uh, the... the the handicap of the culture at the moment. Uh, I think everyone is certainly afraid of being canceled. Certainly afraid of being canceled by the left. Certainly being afraid of, uh, you know, essentially becoming like uh, Salman Rushdie. You know, he wrote that book, Satanic Verses, in uh, the late 80s, 87, I think it was, 87, 88. And then the Aalto Committee said, 
you had no right to do that. We we're gonna have to put a death warrant, you know, like on you, and you ended up hiding for about a decade. Um, but that was like from a from a reactionary Islamic fundamentalist cleric put that death warrant out on Salman Rushdie. But now that same kind of like intolerance toward you know transgressive ideas is being uh, it's being leveled at pretty much everyone who's trying to make. Um, uh, art with a strong point of view uh, and and whether you're being told by the People's Republic not to make certain things appear in your movie or you're just afraid that if you do something that um, there's some group that's going to get a mouth off on Twitter and try to shut you down um, it's, a, it's like that's kind of a weird place to be in Considering that, you know, it's the left that is the most intolerant. The left that is the the the, the uh, progenitors of Oceana, uh, which is a reference to 1984, if you know the book. Um, you know, and we're all subject to being, uh, to being Winston. And we're uh, running around afraid. Because uh, we're increasingly in a... Uh, the 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 income inequality in Western society is so pronounced, so stark, and then if you are trying to make it as an artist, you know you're going to spend years doing that and not really be good at much else. You're not going to have the resume to do much else. So if you get canceled, you might end up homeless. Um, it's, it's pretty wild, pretty wild what's happening with um, you know. The, the 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 intolerance about who can tell what story and you know and and, and who part who part of what demographic has the has the opportunity to tell what um, if you try to do it are you gonna get shut down are you gonna get you know told you can't work anymore are you gonna be put in that position and uh, I think that drives you know fear drives everything in entertainment fear drives everything. Uh, it drives the best type of movies that make the most money, horror films right now, and uh, it drives it drives it drives just like everyone's behavior. And I' curious to see how that just continues to play out in what we see content-wise. Just um, you know, and who's gonna be able to you know who has the shield? Who has the shield to protect themselves from uh, you know from the from the social media mobs, um, yeah, it's it's not something what I think a lot of people had thought about, and I don't know a lot of people are thinking about it. They see when these people make these stupid statements, you know, something with like Evangeline Lilly's talking about how she's an anti-vaxxer and supporting the, the the Canadian truckers, and people are like trying to cancel her for having her point of view, as if to say you can't have a different point of view. You know, I'm not agreeing with her or disagreeing with her. I'm just shocked that people are trying to shut her down because she has a different point of view. Um, you know, when everyone is talking about, well, she's saying anti-vax, anti-vax, anti-vax. I mean, I don't even know what the vaccine is 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 helping people with. They say it's helping people with stuff, but you know, uh, you know, I had gone to Costa Rica, and to come back in the country, I had to have like. A negative COVID test 
being proved. Despite the fact that I had both vaccines, you know, uh, I had the vaccine, two shots from the Pfizer, and then I had the booster shot. So I was supposed to be following like all the guidelines on wearing my mask, all this kind of stuff, and there's still, and it's, and it's the American government that's like, you can't get through immigration. So it's kind of like, do we even really know what's up with the vaccine? Um, you know, we're, we're supposed to trust the science and what people say, but um, and I do, but I just find it shocking that if you don't, then you're out. You're outcast. You've been shamed to the position that you don't get to, you know, uh, make your money anymore. Now, granted, maybe the mistake is you're opening your mouth, and you should open your mouth if you are, uh, if you make your livelihood from the public. Um, but doesn't that sound like the People's Republic again? That you don't open your mouth to say what you want to say uh, because your livelihood is going to be curtailed if you do. Um, I don't know if anyone is, is is necessarily being hurt because they're 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 you know they're they're making statements about being anti vaxxer The reason why I say that is is because no one listens to anybody. Nobody listens to anybody. No one is changing anybody's mind this late in the game about 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 anything. It's just not, you know, uh, I think everyone is an adult. And therefore, if you choose not to be vaccinated, that's your choice. Might not be a smart choice, but it's your choice. And it doesn't matter what anyone says, you're not going to get vaccinated. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's just not going to happen. You don't believe in that. Um, but are you supposed to be punished for that? That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think everyone needs to listen to uh, the John McWhorter podcast, uh, you know, he, he has an interesting podcast, you know, like John McWhorter. He's the, he's a linguist who I want to say could be wrong. He came up with the term Ebonics, uh, but he, he studies like, you know, like black dialect and he's championed it in terms of it being like considered like a, uh, um, uh, 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 something that we shouldn't look at as like, as, as a derogatory. He was saying it, should be respected as a language. And that's kind of where his um, claim to fame is. And he's made a lot of comments about a lot of things um, over the last 30 years about language. And uh, But he has some interesting comments to say on his, on, on his YouTube channel uh, debates about uh, like how language is now such a weapon. And it can be weaponized against you. Um, by saying the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time and that there's no nuance in absolutely anything anymore that, that everyone takes a, can immediately take offense from everything. And the fact that we're trying to um, uh, safeguard, people, safeguard people from getting offended is where we fall into trouble as a society um, because it just it just keeps raising the bar of intolerance. Um, I guess the I guess maybe that's the main thing that I'm I'm concerned with, and I wanted to talk about in terms of like how do we deal with intolerance in the artistic community, uh, and who is the one who's policing who? I think the policing is what's really really complicated, um part of the social fabric right now you know um in terms of like what you want to create and how you want to create something and then that 
can have you destroyed from your livelihood. It's really, really a difficult time that I think that we're all dealing with in some way because we're always thinking about it. We're always thinking about it. Is this going to get us canceled? Is this going to get us canceled? Is this going to get us canceled? And who's canceling us? So other people on the left, right? Um, that's just really bizarre. Um, but anyway, next thing I wanted to talk about is some interesting TV shows that people are talking about that they're watching and loving and getting into. Um, the Cosby documentary, obviously. The new Kanye uh, trilogy, whatever it is, you know, the 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 the, the genius uh, trilogy, which I recommend people watch just to get an inside dope on this crazy person who uh, I, I don't think we've had a situation where there's been some sort of celebrity who is clearly emotionally damaged and uh, emotionally unhinged and, and mentally unhinged as this man is and he's and, and we just keep training the camera on him um it, it just goes to our level of uh uh everyone is still child with things that go on and um you know there's is it's, it's I, I don't know it's, it's an interesting time to see what comes out documentary wise what comes out tv wise what doesn't come out movie wise um you know, it was an interesting article in the New Yorker about um, the death of the sex scene, and that you know, and, unless you're doing something like Euphoria, where you're showing a lot of dicks on screen, is there even like value to sex scenes anymore? Um, but you know, the whole thing about like those erotic thrillers from the 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 90s, the the Paul Verhoeven films, you know, and Adrian Lyne films, you know, like uh, obviously Basic Instinct, but uh, Fatal Attraction, you know, where the the sex is not relationship driven, but it is plot driven to drive people into positions that they get into a lot of trouble. Um, and just the titillation you used to get out of that. And obviously, we have porn right now that is porn is on our phone. So if we want like any kind of titillation, then that's just right there for us. Um, but I don't even know if you are able to do sex scenes uh, with like any kind of real value to them anymore. Again, your risk of having people getting upset that they're being uh, photographed and potentially exploited on screen. And if you do that wrong, then you're going to get canceled. And um, doesn't matter if you're a man doing it or if you're a woman doing it. You, but, but more importantly, if you're a white man doing it, you, you, then you're subject to getting canceled faster than anybody. Um, and that just becomes like more things of uh, the level of intolerance that continues to rise. I don't. It's just weird that, you know, like growing up on idea when everyone was like looking for so much tolerance. There was so much a desire for just, just tolerant tolerate as much as we can. And now the the level of intolerance and, and 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 who is policing that and where it's coming from and particularly how it affects what happens in the arts is just it's mind boggling. It's disappointing and I don't know what happens next with that. It's uh, something that we should, we should continue to be talking about. We should continue to be talking about who gets canceled and why. Um, 
in terms of like the value of their art and something that obviously not talking about people who are these uh, straight up monsters that we know about you know but if somebody makes a flub or something somebody said something five years ago or ten years ago that's dug up because that's the way of the world now the the gotcha stuff is is, is always gonna be able to like like dig up something because you know that's just suggesting that no one can change their mind that no one can learn something different that uh that you know that that no one evolves when we know firsthand that everything about life is that life is trans is a transition life is a change and if you stay in the same position all the time then that's what makes you a conservative um and or actually it makes you a reactionary and it's just uh i don't know something that's that's just bothering me it's kind of why i wanted to do this battle episode to just get it off my chest about why we're living in an age of intolerance that uh the, and it's not coming from the fascists uh it's not coming from oceana it's not from the george orwell book it's not coming from you know the people's republic it's not coming from you know all the uh uh you know the 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 traditional you know like villains of you know right wing society and right wing authoritarianism yeah that's not where it's coming from so uh it's just something that i think we all as screenwriters should be looking to address you know uh i just you know i, th- I think i'm gonna try to do that salman rushdie story that might be an interesting movie or an interesting miniseries to do just because of what it's suggesting that you know a story can get you killed. So that's it for this week on the Screenwriters Rant Room. If you have any questions, hit up Hilliard at ScreenwritersRR at gmail.com. That's ScreenwritersRR at gmail.com. Again, if you want to support the show, it's ScreenwritersRR.com, where you can find a link to our Patreon page, and you can find a tier that you feel comfortable to support the show. If you want to follow Hilliard or the show, it's ScreenwritersRR on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me, it is UnauthorizedCBD on Twitter and Instagram. We will be back next week with the Ben Watkins episode, part one of that. And then we'll try to get some other heavy hitters up on here. We might try to get Malcolm Spellman, one of the EPs on the fabulous Bel Air TV show. Uh, All things are possible in the coming weeks. And you'll find out what show I worked on for 60 weeks in next episode. Stay tuned. And good luck and good night. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd Has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, there's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.